and welcome to another episode of Supercast Brothers, the only podcast where there's, well, dead people, apparently. I don't know, shit's weird today, apparently, because we're doing a whole smashing ass thing going on, and it's all about monsters, and why the hell not? I mean, that's what we all are inside, right? I mean, look at me. Can I be any more monstrous than this? I don't know. Jono, what do you think? Oh my goodness. Yeah, what's Hello. up? Hello. It's me. I don't know. You ah, look so alive. That's an insult. <laughs> How uh, dare I'm you? I'm sorry. You look like you just bathed in the seventh pool in the seventh circle of hell. Why? That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. You're still Thank not getting you. on the Christmas list, though. It's pretty close. Yeah, I don't think I don't know if you celebrate Christmas. Well, it's kind of hard to, you know, when you don't have a body anymore. Mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. difficult. Life's yep. not the great. I mean, it's not the worst I've had. You know, getting to this point was kind of the worst. But yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I remember that day well. What do you mean you remember that day? Sad. What do you? Sad day. Do you have song you've been trying to tell me for the last six years? Yeah. Oh my god. I eat the French fry too. You took my girlfriend. (laughs) This is a betrayal of the (laughs) highest order, and I will not stand for it. I'm just Partly trying because to work I in. don't have my legs anymore, so I kind of can't. It's a, mm-hmm. it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I really wish I had him. Yeah, that, but, that's that's uh, that's exactly why that's exactly why she left you. You don't gotta be so hurtful about it, okay? Yeah. Listen, yeah. life yeah. isn't easy as a skeleton. All right. Well, it wasn't really. It, it was more like. I I think it's the the lack of. There was something very intriguing about your your sternum. Well, that is I mean, now gone. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. but I but I do. I think she should have appreciated. She should have appreciated more that you are now a floating head and an arm. Ah, I think that's pretty. That's pretty cool. That's listen, pretty cool. Not every skeleton can remain active without all its parts. Mm-hmm. 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 But I'm not doing the nail with the ability. I just want some respect. I do respect you. I said you looked like you bathed in in the lava pits. Yeah, yeah. And you know when I last got to do that? I don't know. Me either. <laughs> oh boy, but what a time this has been! It's not even Halloween. Far from it, in fact. Wait, it's not. Uh-oh. No, it's, it's, um... Oh, no. God, oh, it's, it's uh... Oh. It's roughly April. Oh. Springtime. I'm only supposed mm-hmm. to be out on Halloween! I'm only supposed to be out, well, and, you know, Friday the 13th. Obviously, I mean, come the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if it's not... If it's not Halloween... Is it at least a Friday the 13th? Um... At least? It's the 22nd. Oh... Oh no! Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I I gotta 
I gotta a, go. be- a beautiful Saturday. I, I gotta go. I gotta go talk to my boss. I am in so I'm gonna be in so much trouble. Uh, later. Oh God. Guess it's not a surprise that they still have the work hierarchy and bosses in hell. Uh, so did you start the episode without me, or what's going on here? Like, why are why have we been recording for like five minutes? I told you I was gonna be late. There was a special session in in order. There, somebody was here. Yeah, you know, we'll work it out. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. I'm concerned. It, it was it was it was fine. It was I, fine. It was, I'm mostly concerned because the recording starts on my computer and I didn't click record. So what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Well, who did your girlfriend? My what? No. Well, we'll get to it in a few years. It's okay. What the hell do you know that I don't? That you have a girlfriend, apparently. (laughs) I fucking wish I knew. Would have been news to either of us if either of us had one in the last decade. But. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that tracks. Yeah. I forgot how old I was. I was like, wait, no, in the last decade. Oh, wait, no, that would be longer than a decade. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> yep. Whoopsie. Speaking of hell. God. You know, I got to hand it to you. I didn't know what to expect, and I didn't expect that. <laughs> all, all you said was turn around. And then you were talking funny. I was like, okay, this is not that unusual. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> now, the funny thing is, I wasn't, I didn't, I knew I was going to bring up the skull and the head and the arm. But I, the voice just came out. I, that was not part of the plan. Uh, I think that might come from the fact that I've been watching a lot of the Monkey Island games recently. And there's a talking skull in that game who's a real asshole. He's a real ass. So I think I was channeling a little bit of that that energy. Uh, and then it was also, you know, also kind of heavy to just hold that skull up for a while. I had to switch my hands a couple times. <laughs> Uh, but yes, yeah, like the uh, like the skull said, uh, it's Mashadash, and we're having a bit of a monster mash with it tonight. Uh, Wait, you know about the skull? Well, yeah, it's Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. It's a movie. Oh, my favorite film. <laughs> e Shire the Wolf. Uh, hopefully, the dial. Hopefully, the dial of destiny is a little better. We'll see. Yeah, I hope so. I found it funny in the trailer, he was just like, you know, I don't really believe in magic. It's like, sir, you have a whole movie about meeting aliens. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? It's like, yeah, that was that was negotiated down in the reboot. It's okay. Yeah. And then they were also referencing, like, oh, yeah, the Holy Grail, or whatever it was called. I think it was Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. I, no, Ark, I, I'm thinking of the, uh, the Ark, the Ark of the Covenant. It's like, yeah, you know the thing that people touch it and then their brains melted? I think that might borderline a little bit. Yep. Yep, yep. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so we're doing a bit of a monster-themed episode. Funny thing is, you mentioned Halloween. This episode was originally supposed to air near Halloween. And then we got the grand idea to, you know what, why don't we just start each season, Smash or Dashes, with characters that either premiered or were focused on in the last year. So it got pushed back later in the year. Yeah, it's fine. Who cares? Thank God we had the platform for Rabbit Mario back in the day. Yeah, could have picked a better character for that one. There were times that we made mistakes. Our our girlfriends know that. Yeah, that's fair. 
This one goes out to you, baby. You're not watching this, but if you are, why? I mean, I'm legitimately she's curious. Just, she's she's just so interested in in what you're doing. You know, hard she's your doubt. girlfriend. Hard no. <laughs> Anywho, so Smash Dash, Ritz Chances, everything is going to be themed somehow around monsters today. Uh, we we tried to cover as many different types of monsters as we could, but sometimes, you know. <clears throat> The things with video games and really social media, the monsters usually don't have a big focus on them. They're usually just mm-hmm. like NPCs or one-off bosses. But there were some good options. There were a few good options. But mm-hmm. trying to not uh, overly represent any one series or any one type of monster was where we started having some issues where it's like, okay, well, I guess we do this character because what we've done everything else. So I guess we're left mm-hmm. with this one. I don't... Uh, sure. We'll get there. Indeed. <clears throat> All right. We will. We will. So, Jono. Yeah. Are you ready for our first Rate Their Chances of the Night? Oh, boy, am I. I have been so. training for this. R- really? How have you been training for this? I, t- I I drank apple cider and talked to a skull man. I think anything's possible. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Here's the apple Hell cider drink. now. And here's not the skull man, but my own drink. What do you dr- What do you drink from out of a skull if you had the opportunity? The blood of my enemies. Oh, you said what? Yeah. Would I? I think I also answered that. <laughs> I could just go for a coke. <laughs> well, that's okay. not, well. Then you should go see Cocaine Bear. I'm tempted. Apparently, people are saying it's really good. I don't know. I don't think that's gonna be my kind of movie. I might watch it like not in a theater at at all. It's like, hey, somebody mm-hmm. comes up, like, hey, you want to watch this movie? It's like, what is it? Cocaine Bear. It's like. Well, I'm not paying it. You brought it, so sure, I guess. Yeah. Rest in peace, Ray Liotta, right? (laughs) I wish that were one of my final movies that I made. Like, holy cow. All I know is that that's a name that is mentioned in the uh, Jack the Ripper vs. Hannibal Lecter epic rap, but also history. So... I don't know if that's a character or an actor. I'm assuming it's an actor from how you were saying it. But all I it's know is... It's a man is, who was uh, dead, yes. He was, he was actually here. You didn't see him. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. hmm Yeah. All I know is Hannibal Lecter has a line that says, pick Ray Liotta's brain find out how I get mine. I don't remember what that's <laughs> in context. So I think it's about, like, food or a drink or something. <clears throat> I don't know. Mm. <laughs> what a terrible lifter was in Smash Brothers. Time, time to change that subject. Oh boy. You sure? I think he's Kirby. Mm-hmm. In more ways than mm-hmm. one. Yeah. They don't call it the Forgotten Land for nothing because I'm going to forget this conversation ever happened. But you can never forget that there will be Brawl. Yeah. The first no, time Matthew Mercer has voiced Ganondorf. Mm-hmm. We were all surprised when mm-hmm. there was a second. It's like, Fuck what? What? Yep. Holy shit. Yep. Oh. Good times. Good times. Anyways. Game's almost out. 
Razor Chances. First monstrous character. Let us see who it is going to be. From the NES days, an enemy that was once just a... I'm, I think they were a boss, or maybe they're just like a normal enemy that uh, a, young, a knight fought against that then somehow got their own game? Still not sure how that mm -hmm. happened. It's Firebrand, also known as the Red Aramar, from Ghosts and Goblins and Gargoyles Quest and also Demon's Quest, which is, mm -hmm. I'm guessing, I'm assuming the sequel to Gargoyles Quest 1 and 2. Yep, on the Super Nintendo. Yep. So this guy is like a demon gargoyle from his designs, what he looks like. Uh, mm -hmm. He's also... I was surprised when he was made one of the playable characters in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Actually, well, Ultimate mm -hmm. DC 3. I was just like, really? Huh. Not something I would have figured. It's like, okay. I mean, at least... I mean, he's got his own games. But still, still would not have been a character that I would have ever predicted. I don't think. Mm -hmm. Maybe if I was making, like... Now, I don't think I'd even go with it. If I was picking, like, a what, like, I mean, maybe if I picked, like, a hundred Capcom characters, he probably would have been, he might have been in the top 100. Maybe. Mm -hmm. But, uh, threw me for, threw me for a damn loop. I don't really know much about him and what he can do. I, except in, you know, MVC3 terms, he's got fireballs, he can fly, he can swing his claws around. Uh, Smash-wise, I, I don't see it. If we're going to get mm -hmm. a Ghost and Goblins character, we're going to get Arthur. But, oh, of course. I mean, I guess, theoretically. Mm -hmm. If he really wants a monstrous character, it's not the worst option. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in a world where we get two Ghosts and Goblins characters, uh, Firebrand <laughs> is an easy second option. <laughs> True. I mean, who else is going to be? Astaroth? That'd be number Wouldn't three, be probably. Day? I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... um. Firebrand does have some pedigree to him in the scope of, like, horror puzzle uh, platform games. Um, the Red Armor being one of the most pestilent characters to fight in Ghosts and Goblins. Uh, it's the one that, like the Angry Sun, follows you around throughout relentlessly throughout levels. Um, and is very, and, and has been regarded at times as iconic for that reason. Um, so they said, let's make our most notorious enemy the protagonist of a few games. Um, and he's not a good guy. He, he, I mean, even in the Gargoyles Quest games, he, he is collecting items that'll help save the ghoul realm, but he's still a ghoul that Arthur would kill, that he would fight. Um, and in Demon's Crest as well, he is collecting gems that'll make him more powerful and, and potentially become like a, a king of, of demon kind, essentially. So it's his own avarice that powers his adventures. Which is an interesting plot point, I think, for a platformer where normally you're playing specifically as a good guy. It kind of reminds me of, although to a lesser degree, um, ah, what is the name of the game? The one where you play as the monstrous blob, the Metroidvania. Oh, the one that was put on, like, the, the pole for me to play games of? Uh-huh. I, mm -hmm. I don't... Mm -hmm. Carrion. Carrion. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like that, only not at all, but, you know, yeah, I'm the bad guy. I, I, I found some screenshots of Gargoyle's Quest, and it's like, this is a, first of all, this is a Game Boy game, like classic Game Boy. Mm -hmm. And it looks like the the overworld that you're running around on 
looks like it's straight out of a Final Fantasy, like original Final Fantasy. Like what the mm-hmm. hell? Or like, oh, uh, yeah. or, or like in Zelda esque in that as well. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like yeah, a Zelda forget- game. I had forgotten that there's top down portions. Yeah, yeah, Mostly that's wild. But... Mm-hmm, Even Garden mm-hmm. Quest is platformer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. None of these yeah. screenshots look like platformer, but there's only a few screenshots there. <laughs> um, to my yeah, to my recollection, let me quickly see here. Yeah, yeah, okay, I wasn't going crazy. So yeah, the the top down is the overworld, and then. And then you go into levels a la Zelda 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Precisely. I'll give I'll give Gargoyle's Quest this. It is better than Zelda 2. Oof. <laughs> All right. Any, anywho. Anywho. Uh, anywho, um, yeah. Yeah. As far as the character's chances go, they're not very high. Nope. <laughs> like, I think the character's got to cool, get in but... first, and then it's going to be like, all right. So we want to add a second Ghost and Goblins character? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't we talk about Arthur for Rate Their Chances as well? Uh, I'd have to check, but I feel like that sounds... Yeah, yeah, we did last season. We gave Arthur a 10% chance. We both we both said 10%. Okay, so Firebrand is getting less than 10% because he's definitely lower than Arthur. If I could go... See, the sad thing is, is like I feel like 1% is too high compared to Arthur's 10%, but we can't go lower than 1%. But I also don't like how often, you know, it's not really that often, but I also don't like how often we kind of give 1%. It, it, it bothers mm-hmm. me, but there's no other option. <laughs> it's like, what else am I going to say? 2%? Ah, that sounds a little crazy there. Ah, I don't know. But then there's other characters that we've said 1% for. It's like, you know, kind of think Firebrand has better chances than some of those. Like, I'm sorry to say it, he's got a better chance than Pablo Sanchez, and that makes me sad inside. And we gave Pablo yeah. 1%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> that, well, that's that's the problem with rate their chances sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh... In that case, I will put in my answer. Uh, you know, Firebrand has appeared in three of his own games. I'm going to give him a 3%. I'm still going to go with 1%. Okay. I... What does that average out to? Because I can't do 42%. That. Oh, my God. Wait, hold on. I added an extra 40. It's 2%. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> oh, Firebrand's brought brought the milk home. Yes, I guess. Fi- Imagine baby Firebrand, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Yeah. I like anyway. that in my Mario Kart. Anyway. I think you would prefer this in your Mario Karts. A character we both know a bit better than Firebrand. A character that very nearly made it in already once. We've talked about a demon gargoyle creature. Let's chat about a vampire. Alucard, Castlevania. Oh, buddy. What The interesting thing with Alucard is, I mean, first of all, we know he is one of, if not the most popular playable character in Castlevania. The only things that might surpass him would be the Belmonts 
in general. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know who mm-hmm. which Belmont specifically, but I I could I would not be surprised if Alucard individually beats out all the Belmonts and just in terms of popularity. But he does. That yeah, yep. again, not surprised. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the only difficulty with him in Smash is Smash Ultimate already gave us Simon and Richter. And Sakurai considered Alucard. He, he he thought about adding an Alucard instead of a Belmont, but he decided to go with uh, I don't I don't think he I don't know if he said his reasoning, but he decided to go with the Belmont instead. Mm-hmm. Now, if we keep Simon and Richter, Alucard is the natural choice for the next character. Who else is it gonna be? Maria Renard? Grant the Nasty? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Shanoa? Soma Cruz? I wish. I wish. Not compared no. to Alucard. It's 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 him. It's got to be him. Mm-hmm. 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 But do we get that third Castlevania character? We we talk about this a lot with um, third-party franchises that already haven't smashed. Like, are they going to get another character or not? And depending on the franchise, the answer kind of changes a bit. Castlevania is one that I could potentially see it happening for, for a couple reasons. Mm-hmm. One, it's fucking Alucard. Mm-hmm. And two, mm-hmm. you know, we could see a repeat of the uh, Cloud and Sephiroth situation, where Konami's like, you want the Belmonts back? Okay. But you're going to have to put in another one. And the next, like, okay, Alucard then. It's like, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've bargained for less. <laughs> <laughs> Dormammu yep. I've come for Alucard <laughs> ain't that the truth yeah. Um, yeah he's a great character uh, the most popular in the Castlevania franchise and Castlevania you know I would say it's just a hair below a couple of other series in, in the third party bracket that I would say have more of a chance Sonic and Mega Man come to mind um, Tails probably or, or Eggman something like that and then like that reminds me, we need, we need to cover yeah. here real briefly. Uh, we realized mm-hmm. after the fact, after the last match of steps, that we actually, had, that was the second time we've done Tails as a Wraith of Chances character, because we did him last season as well, and uh, whoopsies, that's on me, because I picked the Wraith of Chances as a character for that episode, and I just didn't even realize it. And in last <laughs> ep- the last match of we gave Tails a 65%, but last season we gave him 80%. Why we all went down, I'm not sure, but we did. Maybe the Sonic movie was fresher in our minds back then. That could have been it. True. Make a grand average for Tails now? (laughs) Not not times 80. That's definitely wrong. If we just combined 65 and 80, it'd be 72.5%. But if we combined each reading into... Individually, I wonder what that mm-hmm. would change. Seventy-one percent. Hmm. All right. Well, congratulations, Tails. We brought your average down. And up. And up. It's been quite a ride. Kind of like this, uh, the ride that is the quality of Sonic games per game. Sonic 06 hey. is a masterpiece. We know it. It's true. I love it. Yeah, the one thing that I always wanted to see was Sonic the Hedgehog kissing a human girl. I mean, yeah. The furry's got to get a win someday. 
Speaking of Alucard, <laughs> uh, Castlevania is up there though. Like I think it has a better chance of getting into the character than Metal Gear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, or a few others. Pac-Man. Um, mm-hmm, Minecraft. Mm-hmm, yeah. Arms. Yeah, precisely. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Not yeah. a third party, but it was still a DLC, so I said it. <laughs> um, he's a very popular character, and we've seen the rule broken for Sephiroth on the on the same basis, essentially. And you know, at least Alucard's not from the same exact games. It's true. It's true. Yep. But it's but it's still Sephiroth. <laughs> so it's like, eh, you know, yeah, yeah. On one hand, really hype. On the other, like really really crazy yeah on the other hand whoa what <laughs> yeah break the internet uh-huh. in multiple uh-huh. fucking ways mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um including on wooden plank studios smash comic man <laughs> those guys still going strong, that, going strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i've been enjoying their paldea arc as well that's been entertaining yeah uh maybe the best thing to come out of the last pokemon games Hmm. I mean, they're not. They're not. Of course, of course. They're better than Sword and Shield. Low Thank bottom. God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I. I mean, it's obviously a lot of fun. Um, at the very least, which is that not why we play games? Alucard, uh, very popular character in a popular franchise. It's probably like mid-tier out of the third parties to maybe get a, a second full character. Um, upper mid-tier, maybe. Or maybe just below Sonic and Mega Man. Yeah, I, I honestly think it's a higher-tier one. Because, like, mm-hmm. it's not going to be Banjo-Kazooie. The way that they did Dragon Quest here, it's not going to be that. Final Fantasy, I mean, if they don't do it in Final Fantasy VII, I think that's a higher-tier. Sonic is up there. Mm-hmm. Mega Man is up mm-hmm. there. Street Fighter, I would put below Castlevania at this point. Mm-hmm. But they could whip out a Chun-Li or an M. Bison. Uh, mm-hmm. Easily, yeah. Pac-Man and Minecraft are down at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Metal Gear. Bayonetta. Ba- may, may Bayonetta. Mid to low, I would say. Mm-hmm. Roughly in the same area as Metal Gear, I think, for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Konami says, you want the Belmont guys back? Why don't you put in Venom Snake? Okay. <laughs> At least he got a rocket arm. Uh, man, he's he's got the pedigree, so I don't think that it's necessarily low chances. It's just the the ambiguity of being an additional third party. It's right. kind of un, un still unsearched territory. Right but now. if they did go to Castlevania, Richter, not Richter, um, Alucard, Alucard is the choice. Unless they wanted to go through a curveball. And be like, okay, we had Sephiroth be our second Final character, so let's have Dracula be the second, or third, I guess, Castlevania character and go down the whole villain choice. It's like, hey, the hero and the villain. And that's why, like, the next Sonic character will be Dr. Eggman. The next mm-hmm. Mega Man character will be Sigma. That would be weird. <laughs> it would be. But yeah, yeah. Um, Dracula would be so badass i would not be against it yeah yeah 
<laughs> Holy cow. But I do think, you know, looking at it for, through the lens now, Alucard is such a legacy character for the franchise. Um, and such a well-regarded video game character in general. Yeah. Um, and now animated series character. I think he's the best character out of that show as well. Um, to me, he's, he's up there. Didn't have the best arcs, though. No. No, no, no. They I don't know who I am. They did Alucard dirty. Uh, best arcs went to Simon mm-hmm. and Saifa. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Um, Simon. Trevor. Trevor, Trevor and Trevor. Saifa. <laughs> ah! Um, yeah, I think, like, season... The season where he was trading Three? the two twins was bad. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Um... I am leaning above 40%, I think, right now. Interesting. Fairly. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I was hovering around, the, like, 40 to 50. 50 felt too high to me. But 40, mm-hmm. while it is a low percent, you know, comparatively speaking, for for him and his situation, I think 40 is actually pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to split a little bit because at first, you know, when I was feeling really zealous about it, I was going up towards maybe like Tails' numbers from our last semester. I was going into like 60. But then I was thinking, yeah, it's not Sonic, it's Castlevania. Um, so I'm going to say like 47. 47? Okay. Uh huh. All right. Well, that is going to average out to 43.5%. Cheerio. Indeed. Alright, so you know when you're on a roller coaster and you, you know, you gotta start low, and you go high, and you go plummeting down low again? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, this next character... You're gonna start <laughs> with this one, because I literally don't know where the fuck to take this. So, tell the world about Bad Mr. Frosty from Clay Fighters. He's one bad, bad snowman. From the Clay Fighter series of fighting games, it's Bad Mr. Frosty, once an ordinary snowman before a Claytarian meteor hit Clayland. What began as an ordinary snowman turned into Bad Mr. Frosty. There's actually paragraphs of lore on the Clay Fighters wiki that I'm not going to read right now. But, but that's the general gist of it. Um, his, his attacks are grappling based it seems along with like throwing snowballs and balls of ice um and having ice breath and rising an ice platform from out of the ground when he, when he holds people he they call it the snow cone hold and um <laughs> when he uh his, his super moves are the snow plow hurricane flurry and frozen fren- frenzy he also has a series of claytalities So that's bad, Mr. Frosty. What? He also got ice breath and... Oh, I got... Why? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He likes pizza, but he hates fire. And it... <laughs> okay. His sex is listed as clay. <laughs> Didn't know uh. that was one of the, the two genders. Or whatever the joke is for that. It's like, oh no yeah, idea. it's like... 
like they like it's the book is just like oh yeah jokes for guys jokes for girls jokes for tricycles like ah yes three genders it's like what Right. Jokes for Clay. I don't. I don't. His arch. His uh, arch nemesis. Enemy is Sumo Santa. I, they fought each. They fought each other on the top of the freezing fortress, as well as in Frosty's workshop. And the game is called Clay Fighter sixty three and a half. Uh -huh. Because it was on the Nintendo sixty four, and they were trying to be funny. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Very haha. -ha, ironic. I feel like this whole man. I feel like Clay Fighters is supposed to be a parody of fighting games. That's the mm -hmm. vibe I'm getting. He's the, the overall fuck? protagonist of the Clay Fighter series, apparently. So he chose the right uh, one. I guess. Yee ha! The hot headed villain later switches sides after coming to his senses and saves the world. See, when we were talking earlier about percents and you know how sometimes we have like multiple characters that are one percent. It's like, man, this don't feel right because one of these characters has better chances than the other. Uh, I'd like to bring that conversation back and say that Firebrand has better chances than Bad Mister Frosty, and they are infinitely higher, infinitely higher. <laughs> and yet, and yet, we can't go lower than a one percent. So according to our tracking. Firebrand is only one... Well, yeah, you can't really do the math. You can't really do the math like that. Firebrand is only going to be barely more likely than Mr. Frosty, and that does not work at my brain. No, it doesn't. 1%, and I wish it could go lower. 60%. No, you're not. <laughs> Sorry, 63.5%. No, we can't do halves. <laughs> That's part of the rules. 1%. Okay. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? This is why oh, sometimes God. I can't let you pick the characters. Because you throw this shit at me. It's like, okay. Alright. The roller co the, the, the roller coaster's going back up, my friend. We're going back up with this one. We're bringing in a character we discussed before for uh, Smasher Dash. But let's see how we feel about Marks from Kirby. The little... One of the... One of several... Eldritch Puffball Puffballs from Kirby. The main one being Kirby himself. Let's be real, Kirby is an Eldritch Abomination. It's just a fact. And Marks is another mm -hmm. one. But we don't really know... I I don't think... We don't think he's the same species. He doesn't have arms, for one thing. But he's a little son-of-a-bitch jester. He's like, Hey, Kirby, the sun and moon are fighting. You should go stop him. Okay. <laughs> And then he becomes a demon. He's like, ah, I control the world now. The wishes are mine. And he grows wings, mm -hmm. and he's a fucking nightmare. nightmare. Like, yes. my god. And then Sekra is just like, you're gonna be one of the new bosses in Smash. And they Amazing. do a great job with it. It's really good. Mm -hmm. All the new bosses they add into Smash Ultimate, well... Most of the new bosses they added to Smash Ultimate are fucking amazing with how they did them. Marks is oh, yeah. great. Uh, Ganon is a bit of a pain in the ass, but he's pretty good. Dracula is amazing. Rapalus. Oh, yes. But Marks is great. I'm forgetting. A, I'm, yeah. I'm feeling like I'm forgetting something, but maybe I'm not. Because we also had the bring back of uh, 
Galleon, Galleon came back and Porky Rayquaza didn't, but something else did. I don't remember what. It wasn't Duon. No, no. Petey? Was no. Galleon the only Brawl boss to come back? I'm pretty sure. Huh. I mm -hmm. guess so. Somewhere along the way, Marx wrote some pretty interesting political theory as well. Yeah, those were... Um, he was he, he, a dark period in his life. Uh, he thought he had a friend. Um, but then Kirby kicked his ass. Like, oh, okay. But, you know, things got better when he became a dream friend, or whatever the fuck it's called in Star Allies. And he's like, hey, I'm, I'm your ally now. It's like, are you going to try to rule the world again? Nope. Okay, I trust you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing I don't have hands. Yeah. <laughs> They're even trying to wipe Magalore slate clean and with Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, which I have not played yet. Yeah. There's a whole side mm -hmm. mode after you beat the game where you're pretty much... It's it's Magalore's redemption arc. It's like, alright, well, I mean, you guys gave it to Mark, so fine. Fine. Mm -hmm. They're like, we really want Magalore and Smash, even though he just looks so... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, him and Mark's have a very similar design. If you really look at it, they're both uh, balls. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. With dreamy clothes. Yeah, and Magalar himself is a ripoff of Marx's entire plotline. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Oh, yeah, I, I could, I could see it, but um, I would prefer Marx. I, I, I would as well. Like my... we, we've talked before yeah. about how uh, Marx is our most wanted Kirby character to be out of Smash, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, above Van Dannity, above uh, Adelaine, above Magalore, uh, above everyone above else. Marx is who we would like to see. The the above a woofy, yeah, just all of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, my question is, and I think I said this when we did the Smasher Dash for him as well. He made it very far in a tournament of champions that year that he was in as well. Um, had a respectable finish, I think, in like third or fourth place. Um, the question that I have is: Is Marks better suited to a boss? If we see him return in Smash, will it be in a boss fight? If, if if the next match comes around and Marks is not a character, but he's a boss, mm -hmm. I won't be, be I won't be like disappointed. Like I would obviously prefer him to be a character. Same thing with like mm -hmm. assist trophies that get relegated to just being assist trophies or whatnot. Um, like I would always prefer him to be a character, but a boss is still a great way for Marks to be represented. It's mm -hmm. it would be very fair for him. I. Mm -hmm. I'd be okay with it. But at the same time, Jacob Bowser, Ganon, they start as playable characters and they morph into their boss forms. Marks could do the mm -hmm. same thing. Mm -hmm. That's true. That is very true. Um, I was going to maybe make the argument that Marks' biggest enemy is himself. Like, I mean, are they is... looking at this and saying, yeah. They're like, oh, uh, would he just make more sense as a boss? We already have the assets, we can adapt him. And arguably, because he's a memorable boss, he's not memorable for being playable in Star Allies, we'll just keep him as a boss. But. But. Mm -hmm. I got a big one. But what's yours? 
I was just going to go on a tangent about other Kirby characters that have popularity as well. So what about you? Ridley. Yeah. He was. We had the Ridley Boston Brawl. We had a meta Ridley Boston Brawl. We had a uh, Faison Ridley, or whatever the fuck he's called in Other M. Clone Ridley or some mm-hmm. shit. Uh, stage mm-hmm. Boss in Smash 4. And then finally mm-hmm. we get him as a character. Precedence there. Yeah. Plus we've had, an, we've had an assist trophy become a playable character. Little Mac. Dark Samus. I knew those were not only who it was off That halfway counts. Yeah. Because ironically enough, the Dark Samus assist, assist trophy had unique moves. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, so if Marx's greatest enemy isn't necessarily himself, or, you know, he's, it's up there. The boss fight is up there. They could easily go that route. It's, do they pick Marx over Bandanity? In what world do they do that? In the world where Sakurai only adds Kirby content from games that he worked on. <laughs> Which is becoming more funny and, and possibly petty as the years go on because he's, it's been so long now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we were it's like Sakurai. We were going to get an Epic Yard stage, and then it got turned into mm-hmm. Woolly World. It's like, yeah, you were. He's like, Fuck you were almost there. You were almost there to breaking mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. It's like Sakurai, just sit down and play Forgotten Land. <laughs> just, just, just play Forgotten Land. Forgotten Land Everything is good. Everything will be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I can't. You know, he. I understand his point about like how not everything needs sequels and whatnot. That some not you know making new IPs or whatever, but. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean all the Kirby games after you were bad. Mm-mm. Some of them sure were, but most of them were pretty damn good. What's the worst most of- Kirby game? Not counting uh, the uh, weird spinoffs like Canvas Curse. Honestly, probably, and I don't know why. Um, besides, the first Dreamland is such an easy thing because it's oh. so early on, he doesn't even have copy abilities. So if we're going that, probably Amazing Mirror. Uh, people people called it meandering. Really? Um, I thought it was a liked one. It, that That's the thing. It is well-liked by the fans. It was critically panned. Um, when I played it as a kid, I quite liked it. It's going to be interesting to play it again on NSO. See what we decide then. Um, but again, I mean, Kirby actually has... a. a pr- it, it knows what it is. It's really easy most of the time. So that's kind of to the detriment for long-term fans. But the bar, the, the formula works. Yeah. Even after Sakurai was gone, uh, Crystal Sards was a little weaker. Amazing Mirror was a little weaker. Squeak Squad was awesome. Uh, Planet Mass Robobot Attack. was amazing. Mass Attack. Spinoff, but extremely good. Extremely good spinoff. Um, Planet Robobot was amazing. Probably actually my favorite 2D Kirby. Sorry, Sakurai. <laughs> I mean, they're so, all 2D except yeah. for ret- except for Forbidden Land. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Air Ride, which is why it's kind of it's it's kind of being graded on a scale for me right now because it's so unique to Kirby right now. Uh, but I, I'm sure it won't be for long. We're gonna get more 3D Kirby now. They proved that, that they can work. A lot of mm-hmm. a lot of game series struggled in the adaptation from going. 2D to 3D. Sonic is one that Sonic. struggled with that. But mm-hmm. uh, Mario knocked it out. And honestly, Kirby knocked it out. Yeah. Z- Zelda, obviously, also knocked it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In Final Fantasy. Yeah, Kirby did knock it. Yeah, it did. 
Absolutely. Kirby really knocked it out of the park. Um, that was an easy 10 out, of, 10 out of 10 game for me um, last year. Of the games that I played last year, I think I would revise what I said about my game of the year because I, I've barely touched Splatoon 3, even though I love Splatoon. And I played all the way through Kirby. That was the only game that I played all the way through last year. Yeah. The, the thing um, with Splatoon 3 is, like, I, I very much enjoyed the single player, but I barely touched the multiplayer because I, I got the experience that in Splatoon 1 and Splatoon 2. And, yeah, there are some changes, but the multiplayer was part of, you know, it's fine, it's good, but I'm not mm-hmm. very good at it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. it was the mm-hmm. choice of, like, struggle in the multiplayer or move on to another game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess back to Marks. I I do think his chances. I mean, you know, looking in the grand scope of things, the the single character that I think is possibly more like probably more likely than him is Bandana D. Yeah, easily. Uh, then after that, then after that, it's a wash. Like you have Marks, you have Megalore, you have Susie. whoever the hell else. Mm-hmm. The animal mm-hmm. buddies. Yeah, but it's all kind of in this blob you know like oh this can work and in that blob i think marx is one of the more popular characters there's this strange attachment to magalore but he's up there i I would say marx is probably top four or five at worst because like adeline magalore but he's up there Uh, i'm going to put the prediction out there that i think the reason magalore is talked about so much is because people who were into the Smash Special you seeing right now, for them, they were of the age where Return of the Dreamland was their first Kirby game. I'm just gonna guess that that's mm-hmm. probably why Magalore. It's like a, it's like a lot of times people go like, "Oh, what's your favorite Pokemon?" It's generally what was the Pokemon game when they first got into it, when when they were of that mm-hmm. age to get into Pokemon. That's their favorite for most for most people. And that that's mm-hmm. my guess with Magalore. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but Bandanity's appeal has been evergreen for long enough where I think that it's almost a foregone conclusion. Yeah, uh, like, as much as we want Marks, I would be surprised if the next match team has a Kirby character and it's not Bandanity. Definitely, definitely. So what does that say for Marks' chances? Because I don't personally think we're getting two Kirby characters. No. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, when it was... Day to day and MetaNet we were missing. Yeah, we were going to get both of them, but at this point, yeah. I don't think we'll get two in one game, especially if we have any chance of another. Uh, everyone is here. No fucking way. But uh, yeah. and I'm not, and I'm not comparing Marks to Bandanity for this because I typically I don't like looking at previous characters' scores. Uh, mm-hmm. Except like sometimes I'll look at it, like in the same season, but, like last season mm-hmm. was last season. But mm-hmm. uh, with Marks, I'm gonna go 35. percent uh, I think there's it's pretty. It's, he's got a decent chance. I think because Sakurai could again, you know, there's the whole hey, Bandanity. I didn't work on the game where you were playable, kind of deal. That's possible. He wasn't. Then also he wasn't, Marks. Hmm? Yeah, he wasn't superstar. Yeah, but he wasn't playable. True. He true, wasn't an true. ally to Kirby at the time. But Marks, mm-hmm. you know, they they have a lot that they can easily build off of of Marks, so I'm going to say 35. Mm-hmm. 35? That's fair. I'm going to... Feeling generous today, I'm going to give our boy a 40. Okay. All right. That will bring it down to 37.5%. Sweet. 
Alright, last character. And as we saw with, you know, roller coasters, low, high, low, high. Then you'd go low, but maybe not. We'll see. Because we've gone from demon gargoyle to vampire to abominable snowman, more or less, to eldritch nightmare to, wait a minute, you're not a monster. You're a monster hunter. But not that monster hunter. It's Free Quest from Dead Rising, who also technically qualifies as zombie because he does get infected uh, with the zombie virus. He just, you know, got that good old mm -hmm. Zombex mm -hmm. patch to uh, stave off the infection. No, I, I, I think there's a mode where you can play as zombie Frank, though. So That does not surprise me. That's funny. That's yeah. funny. Also, I realized we have three Capcom characters in this Wraith of Chances. Wait, no, we don't. No, we don't. We just <laughs> no, have two. Why was I thinking Alucard is a Capcom character? Because they would treat him better. That's why. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Put him in Darkstalkers. There you go. Ooh. Yeah, bring let's bring back. back Darkstalkers with a crossover. You put in uh, Firebrand. You put in Frank West. You put in Alucard. Hell yeah, let's do it. Put in bad Mr. Frosty. Put in bad Mr. Frosty. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> sure. Tapping it off at Frank West. Not the worst character we could have done. Oh, Imagine no. If bad Mr. Frosty were in this spot. It would not be exciting. <laughs> Any hoodle. Frank West, you know, he's covered wars. It's the thing. He gets trapped in the Willamette Parkview Mall or whatever the fuck it's called. And, oh, oh no, zombies! Well, mm -hmm. kind of mm -hmm. take out your baseball bat, take some photos, and uh, get the scoop of the year. Yes, sir. And yes, sir. Infected. But Fr Frank is interesting. Uh, he's been playable in a couple of the Versus Capcom games. Uh, I think he was actually in three of them at this point, because he was in Tatsunoko first. Mm -hmm. And then he was in uh, MVC3 and Ultimate. And then I think he was also in... Uh, Infinite, I think. Mm -hmm. I feel like he was in Marvel's Platform Infinite. I might be wrong. Maybe he was cut from that one. Uh, Infinite roster was weird. Bad. We all know it. <laughs> we all know it. Mm -hmm. But uh, Frank West, I think, could work in Smash super well. Uh, they could even do like his level up mechanic if they want to with him taking pictures. He's got the baseball bat. He's got some weird ass weaponry. Uh, he can put on a Mega Man X suit and fire the Mega Buster, which is weird to me. Uh, he can slam things with the shopping cart. They can even pull from, uh, the later Dead Rising games that let you combine items together. I was like, okay, I got an ore paddle plus a chainsaw, and now we've got a fucking chainsaw polearm weapon. Let's fucking go! Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Why not? He is a fun character. Um, I think the first time I was ever exposed to him was uh, Tatsunoko versus Capcom. Weirdly enough, I was like, "Who is this guy? And why does he keep saying he's covered wars?" Because he uh, has. <laughs> because he has. He's a famous journalist. Apparently, there was a Dead Rising movie on Crackle, by the way. What? Which does what not look crackle? very good, to be honest with you. It's another app, apparently. Oh. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> Dead Rising Watchtower. But yeah, he, he has the menagerie, you know, he has all this crazy crap that he could use to, to fight off 
uh, opponents. Uh, like the Resident Evil characters on the Smashtopia wiki, I think that him shoving a zombie towards somebody like in the versus Capcom games uh, would be. I, that's what Jill apropos. did in MVC too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cut on the Servbot mask. <laughs> Call it a day. Um, he's a really kooky character. Unlike a lot of these, uh, you know, unlike The Last of Us, for instance, or Resident Evil. It's what's Resident Evil's very B movie, but they handle it pseudo-seriously. Dead Rising, uh, it's almost it's a comedy. comedy. With it. the, yeah, the way that he acts, the way that he fights, it's all very uncanny. It'd be, um, it'd be borderline zombie <clears throat> Like, Frank West would mm-hmm. fit into the Zombieland war- world pretty well. He would. He would. Um, but as far as his chances go, he's a Capcom character. And being a Capcom character means you have the Capcom Cabal. You He is fighting Ace Attorney. He is fighting Okami. He, he's fighting Resident more Mega Evil. Man, more Street Fighter, Resident Evil, Monster Hunter. A lot. A lot. After you mow through those franchises, maybe it's more of a chance. Yeah. You know? Um, like, he's not super low tier, but he's not in the upper echelons. Mm-hmm. I think he, I think when you compare like, Oh, is Frank going to get in or is, uh, Phoenix Wright going to get in? Is Frank going to get in or is Dante going to get in? Is yeah. 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 Um, I think in both those cases, the other character has the upper hand and especially with Dante still in play or, Oh, we want zero to be playable. We want Chun-Li to be playable. That's where his chances start to go. Yeah, down the ro- down the roller coaster. It's unfortunate. As cool as as cool as he would be, it, Capcom just has such a great cast of characters and, and series under their belt. There's so much to choose from, and like nothing would be a wrong answer. Yeah. Um, it's like it's when you talk just, about like comic book villains, people are just like, "Oh, <clears throat> Batman has the best rogues gallery." Mm-hmm. Well, comparatively, Capcom has like the best collection of characters outside of Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so, Frank, <clears throat> I hate to do it to him, but I don't think his chances are super high. Yeah, they really aren't, sadly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wish they were great, because I he'd be fun. He'd be really fun mm-hmm. to play as. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm arguably better than other Capcom characters that have better odds. He I think he could be more fun to play as. But I would, his chances I are would not actually great. rather I would actually rather have Frank I would definitely rather have Frank than another Street Fighter character. I would have, rather have Frank than another Mega Man character unless it's from Battle Network, which is not happening. Yeah, my Battle Network bias mm-hmm. fights that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then there's Frank West's Amaterasu, and we probably would be opposite there. Not because I dislike Amaterasu, but because mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Frank West's personality-wise would just be like, mm, let's go. Speaking of personalities, I think I may prefer Frank to Dante. Personally. Woo! Alright! Uh, we're losing our fans at this point. But, but to uh... Phoenix, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I you don't see, think it's so. funny because you were talking about Phoenix, and I'm just like, I was thinking it's like Frank might have better odds than Phoenix. He mm-hmm. might. 
I could see it. If Ace Attorney weren't so Nintendo driven, I would agree. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And but, more alive yeah. than Dead Rising mm -hmm. is at this point. It was always dead, but the dead have risen many times. Four times. Even on even on Crackle, five if you include the movie. Five. <laughs> Man, it kind of makes me want a Dead Rising movie now. I could, that'd be good. A better movie, yeah. Or TV show. Give me, give me, give me mm -hmm. like a, a series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. That'd yeah. be fun. Hey, if um, Last of Us can get a series, Dead Rising can get a series. We haven't yeah. yet. <laughs> we haven't yet broken the well of zombie franchises. We can do more. I'd rather see a Dead Rising show than a Resident Evil show. All right, we just lost more fans. The Resident Evil show tanked on Netflix, so... It's mm. true. It's true. I forgot it, about that. Of course, they just didn't do it right. It was very confusing. They had, like, unnecessary time jumps everywhere. For some reason, they focused on Wesker's kids. It's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had no they, problem they always with the casting, want to They always want to change the, the source material so much. Like, mm -hmm. listen, we get sometimes story, we gotta, something's yeah. got to be shifted. We get it. When we start changing things just to change them, when the only thing that's relatable to the source material is the <clears> names, <throat> mm -hmm. and sometimes not even that, it's not going to succeed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was actually quite looking forward to seeing Lance Reddick as Wesker. I think he's a really strong actor, uh, you know, in Fringe and a few other things that I've seen with him in it. And he wasn't the problem. I'll give him that much. He was not the problem with the show. Yeah, it was the script. <laughs> the problem with the show was the story. It was bad. Yeah. It was bad. Um, so sorry about that, guys. But yeah, I'd rather see a Dead Rising show, too. Especially because The Last of Us is doing so well. We don't need another serious zombie film. Yeah. Or zombie show right now. Mm -hmm. Like, it mm -hmm. was a comedy zombie show. Ugh. Yep. And I don't just mean certain seasons of Walking Dead. Because that wasn't meant to be a comedy. It just kind of was. <laughs> Oh, boy. But uh, Frank West, I respect you, Frank, so that's why I'm going to give you a 10%. Fair enough. I was feeling 15 myself. Okay. All right, so Fair. 15, 10, 12.5%. It's better than Firebrand, so he's true. good company. Which is appropriate. <clears throat> he fucking has a better chance than Firebrand. Hard. Easy. Imagine the next Smash comes out. Introducing Firebrand. I quit. I quit. <laughs> We're done. We're done. Uh. <laughs> we probably anymore. have like four to five years before that happens, so we're still going. <laughs> I mean, eventually we're going to get tired of this. It may not be this year. It may not be in two years. But eventually, we either get tired of it or one of us dies. And I'm Imagine. gonna I'm to need to append my contract. You cannot weaken that Bernie's knee for the podcast. But you were just here at the start of the podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I came on and we were already in the middle of the recording, and I was really confused. This is exactly why. Um, Audio listeners, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that there's some of you who actually consistently listen to the show. We were very surprised by this, and I'm still yeah. not quite over it. But, but you, you missed out on the YouTube. visual gags, unfortunately. 
uh-huh. at the very of least, which... you know, watch the first five minutes of this one on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Or at least, like, you know, just that... the first minute so you can see the context. Mm-hmm. That's the only ask, because these, these episodes, you know, some podcasts like to do, like, oh, the audio's out now, and in five days, the video version comes out. We release our audio and video same day, so if you're listening to you, this now, we go try. on the video. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we miss the upload, and it's like, hey, this was to go up two days ago. It's like, fuck. Oh, they've Not noticed. Bad. They were just, they were disappointed, but Spotify doesn't have a comment section. <laughs> Which is too bad. I want to see comments. Me too. Which is another reason why maybe uh, if you're a dedicated listener, you can follow us on YouTube and, and comment on YouTube. Or on the Facebook channel. <laughs> or emailing us at... You can just email me, I guess, at jfromwriter at gmail.com. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay, main event. Main event <laughs> is the uh, unique skill that the trickster has in Dead by Daylight, where he throws a bunch of knives at once. But that's not what we're talking about here today. Oh, man, we could have done a Dead by Daylight character. Fuck! <laughs> God damn it! What? What did we think of that? There was so much contention over whether we had Bad Mr. Frosty in this episode or not. Fuck! I was like, let's do Bad I Mr. Mean, Frosty. I mean, because we already did it. No. We did it right their chances on the trapper already. And he got a 1%. But... The Dead by Daylight, they're all going to get 1%. We could have done it on the rate their ch- on the Smasher Dash, though. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm sad now. Anyways, instead we've got for Damn. you uh, two characters that are both have infinitely more chances than the Trapper or any character from Dead by Daylight. Uh, beginning off, we've got Freddy Fazbear from Five Nights at Freddy's. Yep, uh, we're doing it. We're doing it. We're talking about Freddy here. Uh, it's an it's a it's a I forgot the word an animatronic. Don't let him catch you because he's going to kill you. He's going to put you yeah. in an animatronic shell because he thinks that you are supposed to be one. And it's going to be a bad day for you. His opponent is a ghost. <laughs> Sissel from Ghost Trick. A game that I played I like that recently and it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So we forgot to discuss who's going to do the intro for each character. But fuck you, I'm taking Sissel. And you can just eat my shit. We're supposed to talk about that after the podcast. Ah, uh, fuck. My bad. Yeah. Um, uh, Freddy Fazbear, uh, the titular character from the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise, which has grown immensely more popular and with a number of games that are still being churned out every couple years um, to the point that there's some sort of lore where there's like an alternate version a of Freddy that's a good guy. There's There's... What like it's just like so nutty. The initial idea for Five Nights at Freddy's, I can see why it happened. It's one of those really entertaining kind of fad games where you're like, oh, you're in a demented Chuck E. Cheese, as if Chuck E. Cheese were not demented enough already. <laughs> <laughs> and the characters are trying to kill you and stuff you inside of one of the animatronics. It's classic. It's something that we could have all suffered nightmares from after going to that place. Uh, Hey, founder of Atari. Thanks for all that you did for the video game world. <laughs> um, so it works. It's it's a really, you know, I'll give it to him. It was it was fatty. It was like, I don't know if I want to get, get into this kind of like Among Us or uh, 
frick, Undertale, you know, that world, although Undertale's a much more meaty game, um, but it's kind of existed in that world where it's like, oh, these are the type of people that are into this. Um, but, and and that character and this series still kind of exists in that place where it's like memeable, but there's a lot of people that play it on Twitch. It's, so Freddy is a bear. He is a bear. And, and he's super terrifying if he catches you when you're, when you're on the night shift at, uh, Freddy's. Yeah. You walk, you walk around in there and he, if he catches you. You have no chance of escape, and you're gonna get stuffed inside of a suit, and they're gonna pull a whole one of us, one of us scenario, and you will forever be. Um, and I think that this is the case for some of the other uh, animatronics as well, uh, where you're. I guess you will ultimately possess the animatronic, so at least you got that going for you. Uh, that lore is complicated, which I didn't <laughs> think would be the case when you know the first game came out. I didn't mm -hmm. think it would get sequels, cause I, cause like I knew the game when it first came out. I was like, okay, that's the game, mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. And then later years later, it's like, what do you mean there's a four, five nine at Freddy's? What, what? What do you mean there's a second and a third? What? Mm -hmm. I was mm -hmm. shocked. I was stunned. I was flabbergasted. <laughs> but we'll get there, cause there there is there is potential for. Freddy. There is. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I've put mm -hmm. a little bit of thought of it into the past, but I haven't like come up with anything solid. But I put some thought into things. Uh, mm -hmm. As far as Freddy's opponent, though, this here is Sissel from Ghost Trick. You start out the game dead. You just got killed. Or have been killed. You're not really sure how long ago you were killed, but you've been killed. And you become a ghost, and you can possess objects and cause things to happen. Like, you can uh, turn a fan on and off. You can cause a uh, little lamp to swivel from one side to the other. You can jump from one object to another as long as it's within uh, a certain range. And the whole game is about trying to save people from death. Because if somebody dies, you mm -hmm. can enter their body and you can go back, I think it's seven minutes or six minutes or something before they died. Something to that effect. It's been a bit since I played it. You can try and change, change events so that they survive this time around. And you have infinite retries, which is really nice. That's that's nice. Because, I mean, the character can die, and you would be like, oh, I'm just going to repossess them again and go back six minutes once more. Got it. Pretty cool that they can do that. Uh, and that's that's kind of a whole Sissel's journey. Like, he starts out just being like, okay, sure, I'll help people. But honestly, I more care about who I am. Because who am I? I don't remember... All I know is that that's my body and my name is Sissel. And I'm not even, I don't even remember how he knows that much. Because at first he's just like, who am I? I don't remember my name. But then he's like, oh, I guess I'm Sissel. For some reason, I just don't remember. But uh, it, it's a really fun game because then you get told, like, okay, sure, you can do that. But when uh, the next morning comes, you're going to go away. You, your ghostly existence will fade away. So you might as well save people. It's like, oh, all right, I guess. And you end up saving a few people, one person, multiple times. But uh, the hard thing with Sissel is making him unplayable because he is a ghost that possesses objects. And I've thought about it, and I'm not sure yet the, how to do a moveset for him. 
Yeah, Ghost Trick is a really, really good game. I played it back on on the DS uh, way back in the day. Now, um, the it's it's a really fun puzzle game. Uh, I don't think anything like it's ever been made since, and it has it's developed enough of a cult following in recent years to just get remade and remade. Same and remade maker and as Ace Attorney. Yep, yep. I can see that works. There's even a character that, that there's a character that there's French, a pair of characters a pair of detectives that look like phoenix and edgeworth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then the little dog is missile and there's also a missile mm-hmm. dog in ace attorney so yep 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 good times so gumshoe though uh let's... <laughs> where are you uh i'm right here so oh, look you. looking at these two characters here uh, we've got honestly, Freddy is a bit of a, a horror game, uh, an, an indie, the indie horror game icon, maybe. Uh, I'm not sure what other indie yeah. horror games there really are outside of like a few things that uh, Aza has talked about, like Omori uh, and Ib, but I'm not super familiar with them. But Freddy, I think it's fairly safe to say it's the indie horror game icon. At least to he my is the knowledge. guy. He, he's the guy. You know, Omori is great or whatever. But he is the guy that, when you ask a, a normie, you know, like, oh, do you know Five Nights at Freddy's? There's a very good chance, comfortably, that they will know him. Right. Or and, at least know, know his design or whatever. Yeah. Right. And in most of the Five Nights at Freddy's games, <clears throat> he is a villain. Not necessarily because, like, he's a bad guy, but he's just, like, a, an animatronic who is, uh, <clears throat> what's the right word here? Corrupted, I think is a good word. Because all the animatronics, the, there's lore about how like the previous owner of the restaurant died in a fire or something, and his dark spirit is what is causing all this shit to happen. Yeah, not kidding. That's pretty what much the, the lore behind it all. <laughs> uh, and in most games, you know, you're just a security guard trying to survive the night, working security, but the animatronics they want to put you in a, they want to make you a meat puppet. Which is really disturbing. But then there's other games like uh, FNAF World, which is apparently like chibi-esque and it's some kind of like adventure game or art like RPG adjacent or something. And each character has different attacks that they can use. Like Freddy has Mic Toss, where he throws his microphone. He has Pizza Wheel, where he throws out a stampede of pizzas. But he has <laughs> an attack called Birthday. Which I'm assuming is him singing happy birthday, and it can increase stats. Mm-hmm. And then there are different versions of Freddy that are also in that game that have like their own attacks. Like there's Withered Freddy that also has Gloom Song and Escape Key. What else attacks called Escape Key? Okay, has a chance to instant kill multiple opponents. Sure. Sure. Nightmare Freddy looks like a nightmare, that's for damn sure. And one of his attacks is called Bite 2. Oh. And then he has a sludge attack, and he can summon an army of Freddies. But then the real big one is Glamrock Freddy, who is from the <laughs> most recent uh, Freddy game. Uh, I'm trying to get its name here. Freddy Fazbear's Mega Pizza Plex. This one is actually... I've actually seen uh, Kerbwalker. Uh, he actually streamed himself playing through this whole game. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. different than pretty much all the other Freddy games, because instead of your being a security guard who's trying to survive the night from the animatronics, and said, you're a little kid who got locked in. And there's a security guard who's trying to find you, 
but they're also pretty fucking sus. And Freddy is your friend. Freddy protects mm-hmm. you from the security guard and the other animatronics who are also hunting for you. Why Freddy isn't being can't be controlled by this lady, the security guard? We don't really know. They said the security guard might also be one of the overall series villains. We <clears throat> the, the the lore is wild again. Uh, but Freddy, like he can hide. The little kid can fit inside of Freddy's chest cavity, which is a really weird sentence. But it protects the kid from most of the animatronics. Uh, and then Freddy can upgrade himself with uh, Chica's uh, vocal cords so he can scream. And get Monty's claw to tear down barriers. And get Roxy's eyes to see hidden shit. And then the little kid can also get like a little... Uh, uh, like a laser tag gun, which can stun animatronics. Yeah. So Freddy can even have something with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Freaky. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Uh, and then Sissel. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's... So, like, both these characters, I've thought about how to do a moveset for them, and both of them are just like, hmm, what is the best way to work on you? I'm not... I'm honestly not sure. These are both uh, complex characters to try and make into a fighting game. Sis, like, mm-hmm. Fre- Freddy, he's got his various forms, but also just, like, how do you... How do you make him scary? In Smash, while also still being like right. making him work as a fighter. Sissel, the bigger problem is like, okay, we should not see Sissel punching and kicking, but we also shouldn't really see him in human form. You only really you only see Sissel in human form with his dead body, or just like in the talk bubbles. Those don't, that's the only time you should be seeing Sissel in human form. So putting him in Smash, mm-hmm. how do you do that? The best way I have thought of <laughs> is to actually have the playable character be Lin, the character that he teams up with and saves more often than not, and Sissel is just there kind of in the background, with not like Pokemon Trainer in the background, but he's in ghost form, he's possessing objects around Lin. Uh, you can also possess the people, but he doesn't really control them, he can only possess them and then talk to them unless they're unconscious, then he can do weird shit. That's a sentence as well. But, uh, like, you could have a lamp appear in front of Lin. It's kind of like swings forwards, I guess. Or a spring that appears and Lin jumps on top of it to spring up into the air. I don't know. That's that's the best way I've thought of to try and represent Sissel in Smash. And I'm mm-hmm. it's still weird because you would be calling it Sissel, but it's Lin. So maybe you call you it, like, Sissel and Lin. Lin or something. Mm-hmm. Like a mm-hmm. Rosalina and Luma. Right, right. Potentially even Lynn and Sissel. Who knows? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But Sissel can control the environment. And then you, then you just bring up stuff from the game. Uh, there's numerous object that, objects that you can manipulate to try and prevent people's deaths. More often than not, Lynn's. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going over, because there's no way I could have figured this out but in the time for this episode, Carnival Mastermind on... The Smash Brothers subreddit came up with a very detailed Sissel moveset. Okay. Um, I believe that yeah, he is he is using a the body that you see at the start of the game, so that would be different in our version. But the the general idea of manipulating objects is the same, so it's still potentially valid to this conversation. Um, 
where he's using a crane with several boxes to to attack opponents, a, a wrecking ball, an umbrella, an hourglass, a chandelier. Uh, for his standard special, he uses a gun. <laughs> All right, Joker. <laughs> a water fountain to spray him up in the air. A submarine missile to do a thing. Uh, two telephones pop out on the stage. One on the end platform sizzle is facing, and one in the right and front sizzle. Sizzle pops into the telephone, and a blue line connects the two telephones before he quickly pops out of the other one. Could be Makes an sense. interesting down or, or up. That, 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 that's that's um, a teleport up special. They have it down as a, as a down, which is interesting. Uh, no. And then the up is the, is the waterfall, is the water fountain. Uh, Actually, what I would do with the up is I would bring mm -hmm. in missile. Because missile... Spoilers. Missile's ghost ability, because different ghosts have different abilities. Uh, Sissel can just, like, activate objects. But missile can swap objects places so long as they have the mm -hmm. same shape. So... All of a sudden, Lynn is sitting on top of like a beach ball, and then there's a bowling ball up in the air. Swap places. There's your teleport for Lynn and Sissel. There you go. Or Lynn there and Sissel go. and Missile. <laughs> um, there's some seriously heavy spoilers in the final smash. I'm going to just say it involves a meteor. Uh, oh, yeah. Makes sense. Yep. 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 Uh, so there's precedent, I think. I mean, there's there's enough here to where you could say, oh, it's like when we went over pigments. Like, okay, somebody else came up with something, use that as a basis, and kind of just go from there. So at least there's a precedent yep. for, for other people in the community having decided. Freddy, I think you lean into Pizza World. You, you use his various um, special moves that he gets from the other animatronics that you're talking about. Um, otherwise, I think a very standard move, and one that I've seen, you know, Googling... Uh, that that seems to be pretty universal amongst Freddy's fans is having a jump scare be a, be a special move, which I think is pretty appropriate. I just don't know how you do it. Like outside of a final uh, smash, I don't know how you really is a jump scare. So I'm see well, I've seen some people say like, oh, it's a down special counter. It's like, I guess. Yeah, or you just scream but... to stun opponents. You just go ah. Yeah. Like, you could just have the final special just be like, okay, characters are running around in this area. It's just dark spooky. And then Freddy doesn't do anything to them. He just jump scares the player. He jumps, does his jump scare over the screen. And it just, like, mm -hmm. psychological damage, I guess. Freddy collects all the characters and puts them in an animatronic, and it's very, very disturbing. You ah. see what happens. You know, Luigi's there. It's kind of like yeah. the Dr. Mario one that Final Smash that I came but, up with. Like I've I've looked up a few move sets and I've seen like a lot of people saying Mike toss. I'm seeing the pizza wheel, jump scare, mm -hmm. uh, turning into a ghost and haunting, and just being a ghost and fly up. I guess. Okay, uh, power goes out and then it's like nighttime terror shit. You don't really see what happens. You just hear screaming. Okay. All right. Uh, apparently there's like a haywire rush. He just charges up with he glitches out and gets all staticky and he rushes forwards. Yeah. Yeah. That could be either a side special or, or just like a side attack. Yeah. Dash attack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean I mean there's there's certainly things for the characters well. Um 
you know, you're you're taking. I mean, Ghost Trick is Capcom, but I think you know, Freddy Five Nights at Freddy, um, even being an indie game, is is more popular. It's kind of outlasted yeah. Ghost Trick in a number of ways. I mean, it's so hard. The, to, it's fan, hard to follow yeah. up on Ghost Trick with the way that game ends. You really can't do mm-hmm. a sequel. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fans are the fans are would rally behind Freddy. I could see a world where it happens. It's not a very likely world, but you know, it's not totally unfeasible. It's better odds um, than a bad Mr. Frosty. Yeah. And to be honest, it's better odds than Cecil, but we're not here to say, oh, this character's more likely. True. We're here to say which one do we prefer? And I I'm thinking about it. I, I think I'm pretty sure about my vote at this point. Like I, I know which character of these two I would prefer. But I could honestly see, I think the chances for either of them truly happening are low. But Mm -hmm. if either of them did happen, I'll just be like, yeah, this works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I think overall the fan base would definitely say Freddy, though. Like the Smash community in general, I think that Sissel's not very well known. He's not. Freddy is well known. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Nintendo really knows him. But he's well known in the gaming community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's up there in the upper echelons of, of indie characters. He's he's there with, you know, Quentin Curly, Shantae, Shovel Knight, uh various other characters. He's 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 upper rung as far as the indies are concerned. Yeah. Uh, Undertale Sands. Sands Undertale, whatever you call them these days. Um, but um, it's a hard press to tear my vote away from Cecil. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I wanted to give... I, I kind of went into this assuming I would probably vote Cecil, but I wanted to give Freddy mm-hmm. a fair shot because one, he is popular, mm-hmm. and two, uh, I... I didn't even know how many fucking Freddy games there were until yeah, yeah. preparing for this episode. I was like, holy shit, there's even more than I thought there were. Good God. Yeah. But uh, yeah. but again, because like, I watched the Mega Pizzaplex game uh, when Fairwalker streamed it. And I was like, huh, this kind of gives some ideas. And it made me start actually considering the character. Mm-hmm. But it's it's hard to make him work. It's hard to make Sissa work. It's hard to make both of them work. Mm-hmm. But... uh. Yeah, I, th- I think I would be much more interested in seeing Sissel, personally. It's hard to make either of them work, but um, the concept of Sissel is is more intriguing to me than, than Freddy. Having a character who's a ghost who can possess things and help the character he's trailing uh, is slightly more interesting to me than animatronic bear. And seeing the movesets other people have come up with online, that reinforced my opinion. Yeah. Um... I do think Freddy's creators and Sakurai could collaborate to make a very impressive move set. We're just not seeing it from from the community right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be mad if Freddy made it in. Um, I'd be very surprised. <laughs> I'd be very surprised and confused and a little scared because look at him. But I think I would play as a character often enough. It's it's a cool troll just for the way he looks and would and would act. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, respect on Freddy's name, but 
but yeah, I'm going to go Cecil for this one, and it, and it's absolutely personal bias, and that's kind of the, the name of the game, as opposed to Rate Their Chances, which is more analytical. Yep. That's why we introduced mm-hmm. Rate Their Chances, because Smash Dash has always been our personal biases coming into play. Like We, we try to give mm-hmm. characters as much of a fair chance as we can, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it is who we would want to see. And yeah. that's, that's kind of the whole thing. In the last Master Dash, it was on the fly research and discussion that made us choose Pigma. So, yeah, um, it, honestly. Yeah. And sometimes that's mm-hmm. led to our best Master Dash. It's just like when things go very... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, whimsical, I, mm-hmm. I guess. Where we were, mm-hmm. were just like, we uncover something new. It's like, oh, we didn't think about that. Holy shit. Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But with these two, yeah. Yeah, I I knew coming into it, but I did want to give him his fair shake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we've talked about ghosts. We've talked about demons. We've talked about vampires and sort of zombies. But there's two big other types of monsters that we haven't even covered yet. Talked about bad Mr. Frost. Oh, yeah. We did. We really did. But now for our second Smash Dash matchup. Let's go ahead and chat about Sir Daniel Fortescue, Skeleton Extraordinaire, versus Saberwolf, the werewolf from Killer Instinct. Does that? Sure. Sure. Why don't you tell us about Saberwolf? there saber wolf is from killer instinct as you said it's uh kind of i believe it's a microsoft not not to be confused with the saber wolf character from the game saber wolf this is a different saber wolf yeah this saber wolf is is more like john talbane dunked into some poison yeah (laughs) that's fair um yeah, so so Saber Wolf from Killer Instinct, which is again, it's a it's a fighting game that's kind of the platform fighting title for for Xbox. Um, it's he, he starts out as a regular werewolf. There's some experiments that go on. His full name is Conrad von Saber Wolf, by the way. <laughs> that is so much more impressive the pit against Sir Daniel Fortescue. Conrad mm-hmm. von Saberwolf. It's like, fuck, all right. Yep. Uh, following his experiments, he gains cybernetic powers. He, he has, like, electricity pulsing through his claws. And his body changes to the extent that you could see, like, the cybernetics pulsing in his chest and his arms. He looked the the glow. They 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 went very Xbox with with his aesthetic in, in later games when this happens. It's very Xbox green and Xbox black. I, I feel like that was probably intentional. Yeah, um, probably. <laughs> oh, apparently this was in 1994, so it predates the Xbox a little bit. That, it was uh, uh pro- fuck, I forgot their name. Rare. Rare made the original. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that makes sense. That's why it's Xbox exclusive now. Maybe yep. not for that much longer with that recent deal. But Who knows? Nintendo. Uh, yeah, I mean they're they're interesting games. He's he's a he's a werewolf with robot powers. So I mean, there's something in here that makes him a little bit different from the average werewolf. 
And he's one of the primary characters in the game. So, again, good choice out of the random fighting game pool. <laughs> Baron Conrad Von Saberwolf, I'm sorry. Oh, my God, he's a Baron. Conrad with a K. All right. <laughs> Look at that. So, up against him, we have Sir Daniel Fortescue, who is an undead warrior and hero of Galomir. When he was alive, he led the charge against the evil sorcerer Zarok, and according to the legend, uh, personally slayed Zarok and stayed the kingdom, though he did eventually fall. But in reality, when he was leading the charge and Zarok's forces that initial, you know, shoot the arrows up in the air to try and cut down the invading army, yeah, he died in that initial reign of arrows. Oh, sweet so baby. much for the legendary hero, huh? That's why <laughs> Sir Daniel Fortescue only has one eye left. <laughs> yes, he does. And yes, he does. I, I, you know, but then, you know, legends get written and the legends say he saved the day. So he's there in the Hall of Heroes for the Graveyard Crypt, even though the actual real heroes uh, don't respect him for it. But mm -hmm. Zarok comes back, and through magic, Sir Daniel Fortescue is arisen where he must defeat Zarok once again? Question mark. Uh, but he's not brought back to flesh and blood. Nope, he's a skeleton. Uh, he's also missing his lower jaw, so he has a real hard time speaking to people. It's, it's kind of funny sounding, honestly. Uh, but yeah. as he goes through the game, you know, he'll gain different abilities. He can get different uh, weapon upgrades, more powerful swords, shields. He gets a dashing attack. He can actually take off one of his arms and use it as a battering weapon. He gets a club he can use. He's actually got a sequel game where he wakes up again inside of a museum and has to stop <laughs> the guy who has a who has, and there's a time machine involved. And it's a thing. Ben Stiller's there. What? Yeah. Sure. Uh, I, I'm trying to find, like, what the other things he gets in the game are. Because I did, I watched uh, both the games and the remake months ago. Uh, but I've, mm -hmm. I've forgotten mm -hmm. a lot since then. It happens. Um, he, has, he has a battle axe and a warhammer. Yeah. A magic does. sword. The Anubis stone, perhaps. Uh, he's he th there's throwing daggers. He's got a chicken drumstick. Really, uh, <laughs> there's there's lightning. There's crossbows, uh, spear, and then there's runes. But I don't remember these runes. What are, what are those doing with anything? What? I don't. Uh, know. Rune stones. They're in the first game in in Resurrection. It's actually been remade twice, actually. Uh, I don't see it saying what they do. So they might just be collectibles? Mm -hmm. I feel like they do something. I just don't see an effect written on here. Huh. Happens sometimes. Oh, it looks like it's like opening up gates and shit. Okay. Oh. A little boring. All, All right. right. But yeah, it's like he... And he, he upgrades his weapons of different types as he goes through, uh, before he gets other techniques and shit. And I'm trying to find. Like, I know there's, I know there's a few more, but 
So some of the heroes mm-hmm. that he can talk to, like the Hall of Heroes, because it's just like these statues of these legendary heroes, they just talk so much shit about him. It's like, dude, you don't deserve to be here. They should have resurrected any of the rest of us except for you. But you, but for some reason, the historians fucked up, and they made you be the hero. It's crazy. He he semi redeems himself. He does. No, he he redeems himself. He absolutely does mm-hmm. by the end because he does defeat mm-hmm. Zarok mm-hmm. in the end, and in the sequel, yeah. you know, he defeats the villain in that game and he gets his little happy ending. But better than some history that I've read in actual history books. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So yeah, yeah. One of the weapons he has, like, he gets a chalice that can like shoot lightning. So, mm-hmm. in a glove that can shoot lightning. But one of them wow. is for one of them is for you know dealing damage. The other one is for healing, apparently. So, okay, lightning. <laughs> it's a thing. Interesting. All right, I feel you. I yeah. feel you. We, we got we got a werewolf versus a, a skeleton here. It's really mm-hmm. really what it comes mm-hmm. down to. Yeah. So Sir Daniel, you know, he's from kind of a. 3D beat 'em up kind of kind of game, arena fighter. I, I would arguably say, um, with the way you progress from area to area, it, it's ish. Crash Bandicoot esque. It, it's as in as in it's a uh, level by level. Uh, you're in a little 3D setting, but you're not like spinning around collecting crates. You're slaying enemies with your sword. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so and it's a classic of of that era of of the three D platform era, and it got a it got a it was resurrected per se for PS four um, with a remaster. Um, so he's still fairly well regarded in the eyes of of gamers from that period, uh, including us. Uh, Saber Wolf uh, came around the same time, rare rare property on in the arcades, then later in the Xbox, uh, and is a well respected character in the fighting community as well. Uh, and he's pretty damn cool in the grand scope of like, okay, here's all these fighting characters. This one's a werewolf that's also cybernetic for some reason. Um, but, you know, looking at the gameplay trailers of the recent Killer Instinct before we did this episode, Saberwolf's uh, output may be seen as limited. Compared to Sir Daniel, he has a number of... I like weapons and and whatnot to draw from, and it just kind of comes from that kind of beat 'em uppy platformer, uh, especially of the times. You're going to get a lot of different weapons and, and and ideas thrown at you. Yeah. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think that you can argue that some of the characters in Smash already, uh, like Marth, you know, who are who are more focused in their design are more perennial characters than some of the characters that have just everything thrown into their into their moveset. So while Sir Daniel may have a more interesting moveset, Saberwolf might be the character that people gravitate towards a little more, might be more might feel better to play as despite being less interesting. Because, um, you know, I like I, I draw towards characters who are uh, like Ike or Ganondorf who are heavy hitters who you can feel, feel how the visceral their attacks are. Yeah. So that's that's always really good to me. Uh, so I could see playing a Saber Wolf in Smash, um, having this kind of Blanca esque fighter where where a lot of what you're doing is very melee impact. You're coming in to scratch the crap out of your opponents, 
um, and are just doing these like medieval, uh, brutal moves, di dishing out on them primarily with your claws, stamping them with your feet, spinning into them in like a ball of electricity. Uh, there's room there to argue for Saber Wolf. Uh, his final smash can be fairly brutal too. We can incorporate his teeth. Rip and call tear. Call it a day. Yep. Rip and tear. So that's exactly the kind of character Saber Wolf is. It's he's he's a traditional fighting game character, an archetype of Killer Instinct, one of the fan favorite characters of the game, because he is uh, so. His moveset is very key to to a fighting game. You know, it's it's not the he's the Shoto of monsters, but not a Shoto. Oh, my. I'm trying to say that his his moveset is that ubiquitous. Is what I'm trying to say. Like it's it's the standard for Killer Instinct, or it's up there along with like Fulgore. Right. Mm -hmm. I think I think Fulgore mm -hmm. is like the uh, quote unquote main for mm -hmm. those mm -hmm. games. What's funny is there is a skeleton knight whose name I forget in Killer Instinct as well. Uh, Spinal. Spinal. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I think he was considered for this episode as well, but we mm -hmm. wanted, but we were having trouble with werewolves. It's like, all mm -hmm. right, Saber Wolf. There Could have been Talbane, but I don't remember why we. Do what? Yeah. It could have been Talbane if we went Spinal, but I think this yeah. is more interesting. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I didn't even think about Talbane until you were just like, yeah, he's kind of the Talbane. It's like, oh. <laughs> why? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Happens. It Happens. does. It does. Um, but Saberwolf, I mean, he's arguably more central to the game than Talbane is, so maybe he's a better choice regardless. Quite possible. Um, but, and, and yeah, that's that's his character, though. I mean, it's it's very... Honestly, too, watching some of the gameplay videos, he reminds me of those enemies from Resident Evil <laughs> that are part of the takeover of Raccoon City. The green ones with the claws. If you recall from, from your from your watches. Yeah, he reminds me of those. Familiar. Reminds me of those. Uh, versus Sir Daniel. So Sir Daniel has more to him. Uh, might be a little more unfocused as far as the move because of the moveset variety. And Saberwolf is the exact opposite type of character. He, you know exactly what you're getting, and that is a very brutal, straightforward melee fighter. Who I'm assuming, you know, it's a fighting game character. The traditional fighting games have all those unique inputs, so I say standard, but you, he's probably going to have, like, four times as many moves as Sir I, Daniel. I really hope that if Sakurai does add more traditional fighting game characters to Smash, don't give all of them the the traditional fighting game combo system. Because after all, it's going to feel... You know, it's not going to feel special anymore. Sure. Like, they didn't do sure. it for Ryu, really. They only gave Ryu, like, combos for his special moves. And that I'm... That's... That I'm less, you know, like, a thing against. Because, like, okay, you know, he, you can have a way to, like, power them up. But then with Kazuya, it's just like, all right, we gave you all of your moves. It's like, uh, ah... Yeah. Completely invalidated Heihachi. <laughs> yeah, like, it really did. Because uh -huh. they still could have done Heihachi in theory, but never going to mm -hmm. happen now. Why? What's the point? Uh, mm -hmm. But you talked mm -hmm. about how, like, you know, Saber Wolf is a fighting game character from Killer Instinct, but Sir Daniel Fortescue is also a fighting game character. 
Yeah, PlayStation, PlayStation All Stars. All Stars, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, looking at his moves there have helped remind me of like some of things that Daniel has in um, in Medieval. Like, of course, you know, there's sword slashes and a battle axering. He's got his magic bow that he can fire off, a hammer attack. Uh, he can whip out the golden shield either for like a defensive option or, like, or even like a shield bash. He has the dragon potion, which when you drink it, changes his appearance and he wears like this more draconic armor and he's got like a whole like a kind of like a dragon mask type of deal and he has resistance against fire and he can breathe fire so you could do um some stuff with that maybe that's going to be like a meter or something kind of like you know clouds limit break or joker's uh rebels guard they could do something along those lines could even be the final smash uh but then he's also got oh i just closed that which is what i wanted to look at cool hate when you do that you know that always sucks <laughs> uh he's also don't there's the lightning bolt that he can you know you can shoot lightning bolts there's a golden and the lightning bolt is because in a place in all stories better out you have like three of your super moves which is your final smash and his level one is the mm-hmm. lightning bolt number two his level two is the golden chalice uh golden chalice is you have to earn in each different level of medieval by killing uh, a required number of enemies. And once you do, you know, you can take the chalice to the Hall of Heroes and you can use it to, uh, that's how you get different abilities or, or upgrade your weapons because you'll talk to the different statues and they'll be like, all right, you've impressed me with your chalices. I'll give you something here. Still don't like you though. <laughs> uh, but also... He's able to use it to summon the Knights of Galamir in the end and rally them to his side. So that's cool. And in Medieval 2, uh, the chalices can be used to create whole new weapons that he is able to wield in that game. Uh, but then his level 3 is the Anubis Stone, which is a powerful artifact uh, that I thought I had the link for, but I guess I'll just type it in again. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> Uh, and it's like this, ju- it's this large jewel that's like, it's, it's like a, like a, it's like a kite shield. Uh, maybe not, not quite like a castle, but it's like a, it's a, it looks like a large shield. It's like, you could compare that to, but it's this giant gem. Uh, and it's, this, uh, words, Daniel Fierce has to refine the four pieces of it, put it back together and then use it against Zarok because it's the only thing he'll be able to use to defeat Zarok for good. And uh, mm-hmm. it lets him summon. Oh wait, what? Oh wow, there was going to be uh, a new Medieval Three game at one point, and it got killed off. Curious. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but with it, he's able to again, you know, summon soldiers to fight alongside him against Zarok, and he can even use a stone to channel his own life force. In, which is weird because he's a undead skeleton, uh, to further aid those uh, warriors and heal them, which is mm-hmm. wild, wild. Absolutely, yeah. There, there's definitely a lot that that he has going on, and uh, let me see if I get the acronym right. P S A P S A B R. Yeah, yeah. God, no and like. Just... And in PlayStation All-Stars, the way it's used there, because I was able to finally track that down, 
Uh, he basically just creates like a large force field around himself, and any opponents that are caught inside the field can't mm -hmm. dodge. Mm -hmm. So that Jesus. sucks. Uh, they're unable to win. They eventually get yeah, KO'd. Right. But Daniel Fortescue yeah. can only... He, it's basically they spend too long in this field. They just instantly die. Because uh, mm -hmm. that's how places mm -hmm. all sorts works. But he can he can slowly walk around with it and jump, but he can't attack while he's holding it up and moving the field around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Trying to see what his how the other ones work in PSAVR. Golden Chalice uh, holds it up, and then souls come flying out of it, and they just start homing on opponents and just rush towards them. And then for Lightning ah. Bolt, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lightning Bolt, he shoots Lightning Bolt in a straight line in front of him. Uh, mm -hmm. But you can angle it to go diagonally. That's really all that one is. It's like Thoron too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Saberwolf, uh, comparatively, he doesn't have all that much more. He does have a number of finishing moves that normally just involve him like massively swiping the screen. I think he can, and then cheesily looking at it afterwards, or like. Uh, PG thirteen version of fatalities from Mortal Kombat, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> which are fairly. I mean, they're fairly entertaining. He's he's just cheesing and and panting towards the screen after m murdering somebody, um, and he has an instinct mode technique, which could be an extra skill in the Smashtopia lexicon, yeah, uh, or something else, just a meter or something like Little Max and Smash proper. Um, where you get up to a certain point and his arms swell after make, after attacking enough and makes his attacks do more damage. So that's where the cybernetic energy comes into play. So he pulls a Bane. <laughs> yeah, he is a big guy for you. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> so I said about Bane himself. So, I mean, but the character is what you get. It's it's a lot less to deal with. I do think he would be a fun character to play as in Smash. I'd kind of be like, what the hell is he doing here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any Killer Instinct character would honestly be surprising because, like, yeah, there are more fighting games that we can add in Smash, Post, Tekken, Street Fighter, and Fatal Fury, but Killer Instinct would not be one of the ones that I jump to as the next one. It'd be no. something like Soul, Soul Calibur or... Even Dark Stalkers, Virtua Fighter. Um, then you get into Honestly, yeah. Uh, yeah, Blaze Blue. Oh right, um, like I knew I was forgetting some big ones. Uh, Blaze Blue, yeah. uh, Guilty Gear, Guilty Gear. Other, that's other, the one I was trying to think. Other of. SNK. There's like numerous other SNK titles. Samurai Showdown. Yeah, there, there's a there's a lot. Um, not to say it's not a good series, but it's just like in, in the scope of things. You look at Microsoft comparatively. Uh, mm-hmm. Even just looking at Rare's titles, um, there's still other things to, to pull from. Uh, but, it, again, I, I've, I've progressively warmed up towards the character in this conversation. I would I would not be mad, I guess. I would just be like, eh. Confused. Weird. Now, now yeah, confused. Okay. Now let's go play as him because it would be kind of entertaining. Yeah. Um, so, similarly, if Sir Daniel Fortescue got it, I'll just be like, What? Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huh. Mm -hmm. Would never have guessed. <laughs> no. Never would, would no, not make... None of the characters that we discussed today, except for Marks, 
and mm-hmm. maybe Frank West would be any characters that I would actually seriously predict in Smash. Oh, Alucard. Right, Alucard. Yeah. I knew yeah. I was forgetting somebody, but yeah, n- none of the ones on the Smasher Dash side of things. It'd be like, no fucking way. <laughs> That's fair because on Daniel's side, you have other Sony characters, like so many other Sony characters. Yeah, Kratos. Um, like, so, yeah, sorry, Kratos. We chose Sir Daniel Fortescue. <laughs> to be fair, I don't think Kratos is owned by Sony, so. Oh, is he not? I don't think, think so. Uh. Oh nope, never mind. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, own my Sony. Say. All right, but is yeah. so, but is medieval? I love that. After I after we had this, like the first Google result for me is Sony Computer Entertainment America trademarks the name Kratos. <laughs> okay. Yep. Okay. So so the actual developers that made Medieval. Well, mm-hmm. that made the new Medieval. Oh, so they're not they didn't make the original game. So who made the original game? Okay, yeah, he is a Sony. He's a Sony too. Because the original developer was SCE Studios. Like, all right, so that's Sony. Right, right, right. Gotcha. But yeah, I, I mean, I would, I would suspect Kratos before him. Uh, yeah, easily. Nathan, Nathan Drake. Uh, potentially Ellie. Um, Jack and Daxter. Ratchet and Clank. Sackboy. Spyro. Um, Crash. Sly Cooper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fat Princess. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sony. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough, Spyro and Crash are Microsoft now. Maybe. They're about to be. Yep. Maybe. Yep. Yep. We yep. don't know yet. It's better than being Activision. Oof. Better than Activision. Uh-huh. Fuck Activision. Seriously. <laughs> uh but yeah. Um all that said. The likelihood ain't why we're here. Let's rate their chances. So, which mm. character do we want to put in? <laughs> well, yeah. I wish it weren't easy. Like both of these were just so like. Tell me why it shouldn't be Sir Daniel. <laughs> to uh, be because he's weird. Yeah. He's a comedy Saber character. Wolf. Yeah. Oh, well, I want a comedy character in the game. Oh, Let's fuck. That's... Uh-oh. Because uh, um, he's not a real hero, and he's a fuck-up. That's interesting. Okay. Fuck. Um, um, uh, I got nothing. Yeah. Um, tell me why Saberwolf should be in over him. <laughs> Easier to make a move set for. That's just true. go wild with like, all right, furry frenzy attack, go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would be really cool to play as, but honestly, like the design is is giving me like generic enemy vibes. Yeah, that's fair. Like he 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 looks like a character. Like he looks like the Here, werewolf from Castlevania. Here's <laughs> he here's a reason to put in Saber Wolf over Sir Daniel Fortescue because Sony doesn't know how to play nice. Well, yeah, that's that's. 
precisely why Saberwolf has a better chance of probably any Sony character. That's why they announced that Nick Nintendo is going to get Microsoft games for the next 10 years, and Sony ain't going to get shit. Because Sony wouldn't even connect to Minecraft with them. It's wild. It's wild. The friendship Nintendo and Microsoft has made while Sony is off being the kid in the corner. It's like, I'm better. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember this thing over crossplay with uh, Rocket Rocket League. League. It's so much worse than this. Yeah, Um, they they always have their their little issues. Mm -hmm. Um, People like to harp on Nintendo a lot, and to be fair, a lot of it is warranted. Uh, Ultimately, these are just corporations, though, and when you singularly bash Nintendo for their corporate failings i would like to direct you towards sony yeah mm-hmm. microsoft i mean they're playing an interesting game because there's not really literally anything that i would buy an xbox series x or s for yeah um but anything i might want to play on nice. xbox is also in pc so it's like why would i why why would i buy an xbox uh-huh uh-huh it's interesting they're 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 becoming so ubiquitous that like the Xbox is like going the way of the DVD player. They're like, yeah, do do and whatever you do fault. whatever you want with this system. Uh huh, uh huh. They're like, you can do this. You can watch a movie on your Xbox, but you can also watch it on your TV through streaming or on a yeah. Like okay, uh huh. Like what their strategy with the Xbox console? I just don't understand it. It's like, what are you doing? Seriously. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want it, if you want an Xbox, why, why don't you just get a Steam Deck or, or just play on your computer? Honestly, um, I get it. Grand nostalgia, but the last couple generations for Microsoft have been weak. <laughs> but it's better than Sony, not from a game perspective, but from a being a good company perspective. Oof. Yep. All right. Yep. So. Sony, Sony are the elitist in, in this situation. Nintendo is the grandma. <laughs> Back in my day, we had playing cards and ultra hands, and we love hotels. Okay, Grandpa, oh, get back oh, to bed. <laughs> Anywho, bringing it back, we kind of wrap things up here. So we're saying, Sir Daniel, mm-hmm. over Saberwolf? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. that puts our two winners of today's Smashers episode as Sissel from Ghost Trick and Sir Daniel Fortescue of Medieval. A ghost and a skeleton. And they will reappear in this season's Tournament of Champions. How well will either of them do? The fuck if I know, man. That's pretty interesting. We chose out of the out of the all of them. It was the stages of human decomposition that beat the animal yeah. in both of them. And one of these I have a move set for in the Smashtopia. Wait, no, I don't. I have a stage on the Smashtopia wiki for Sir Daniel Fortescue. Eventually, I would like to make a character out of him, but I haven't gotten there yet. But uh, have I done that one on the podcast? Yet? I think I'm. I can't remember if I did a showcase for that one or not yet. I know I wanted to. If I haven't, I do. Uh, don't think you Do did. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, fun times. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Several months later. Yep. All right. With that, 
We're out. We're done with this one. Next time, oh shit. Oh shit. Because you see, when this episode airs, the Super Mario Brothers movie will have released. However, next episode is going to be the first on topic since the movie released. And we're going to be talking about it. The whole episode is going to be at the Super Mario Brothers movie. And possibly, you know, where where they might take things from here. Because the movie's not out yet for us. We haven't seen it. We're hoping to record it as soon after we've seen it as possible. To keep, like, you know, those fresh feelings and thoughts. We'll see how things wind up going for us. Uh, we might speculate on a whole Nintendo Cinematic Universe. Who knows? Uh, but yeah. I'm honestly super excited for the movie. Mm -hmm. There's, there's still, you know, some questions for the trailers about, you know, in particular, like, some of the casting. But, you know, movie's almost here. We'll see what it's like. I'm hyped. He was Andy Dwyer. He was Owen Grady. He was Peter Quill. And well, now... Isn't he also Emmett? He's Mario. Yeah. And he's just a pretty cool guy, don't you know? Garfield. That's why he was also cast as Garfield. <laughs> I knew it! I knew it! I was like, there's no way we're not going Garfield here! There's no fucking way! <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll catch you after we see the movie. Hell Anytime yeah. Mm -hmm. See you all, all then, right. everyone. <laughs>